Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. Amen. Let's have our seat in Lord's presence. Amen. Romans 1 verse 17. Romans 1 verse 17. Someone in his mind is like, oh, pastor, you didn't lead us to pray today. Just be thinking about the big God. Just be thinking about it. Romans 1 verse 17. Romans 1 verse 17. Can I have it in uh, NIV? I'll use message in the course of the service later. Let me have it in NIV translation. It says, for in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. The only way to see the righteousness of God is in the gospel. It's in the gospel. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous shall do what? Shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Let me read it from the TPT the, uh, translation to get into what I'm about to talk about this morning. It says the gospel unveils a continuous revelation of God's righteousness. So the only place to find God's righteousness is in the gospel. In the gospel. The gospel is the good news of Christ. The, God, the gospel is the message of Christ. It says a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. And it moves from just life through faith. It moves from what? From just life through faith. So now give me the message translation. Hopefully it's going to be there. It said it moves from just life through faith to the power of living by faith. So there's a life through faith. That's what you received. Now, after you've received, it's expected of you to move from a life through faith to a life of living, power living by faith. So God's way of putting people right shows up in the acts of faith. Confirming what the scripture has said all along. The person in right standing before God by trusting him really, really lives. So there is a power of living by faith. But you have to first cross from life through faith to power living by faith. And this TPT translation says, it says we are right with God through life giving faith. So there is just it's a ladder. You're crossed into the house. But there are dimensions of the house that has to be exposed to you. That's why it's not just enough to be saved. There is another dimension beyond salvation. And what's that dimension? The understanding of God's word. Which you can also call your identity in Christ Jesus. By default, if you are the last born of the house... Something tells you that your elder brothers or your elder sisters you saw probably came from your mother. Not until probably you grow older and realize that that same person you've been calling Sister Joy, Sister, Sister uh, Eunice, Sister Deborah, is probably a maid. It's probably a maid. I grew up like that. I have a cousin of mine that I actually thought came from my mother. Only until I realized that she is just a grandchild, just as myself, just, just older than me. So that you are saved means you are in the house. You are in the house. But now there is this part of your identity in Christ Jesus. So it says the person in right standing before God, by trusting him, really what? Really lives. 
And that's the dimension that God wants you to take you to. Whereby you are not just saved, but you are living in Christ Jesus. And that's why this morning I want to talk about what I've titled, Alive in Faith. Alive in the faith. Now let's read 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5. If you follow me closely, you just get into a new dimension that the Lord wants you to get to this morning. He said, test yourself to make sure you are solid in the faith. I did chemistry. I was a science student. There are three states of matter. The liquid state, the solid state, and the gaseous state. The one that takes a lot of heat is the one, the solid state. Because the solid converts to liquid and you keep eating it the liquid converts to what? Vapor gas, it goes out so the scripture is saying test yourself not your pastor will test you not challenges testing you listen, by the time challenges is testing you you have gone off course so if you are not yet being tested by challenges and let me tell you something challenges are perspective there are some challenges that ignite a promotion. And there are some challenges that takes you back to start all over again. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So just in case someone feels like, oh, so that means these challenges are passing through. I've gone off course. No, it could be that the Lord is setting you up for a promotion. But this is how you know whether your challenges is a setup for promotion or a setup to restart. By testing what? Testing yourself to make sure that you're what? You're solid in the faith. A whole bunch of Christians, many of us that are here listening to my voice, you are not yet solid in the faith. That's why the Bible says you can neither be hot nor cold. What did he say? I will spit you out. He's not spitting you out so that the devil can strike you. He's spitting you out so that you can go and go back and reorganize yourself. He says don't drift along taking everything for granted. That's what we find in this faith. Now, I, reading this scripture, I don't blame our mothers when they see cat on top of their car and they pour anointing oil. They are not taking life for granted. Because not all cats are cats. Not all dogs are dogs. Not all lizards are lizards. Just in case it's only cat you are chasing, I'm telling you now. Not all lizards are lizards. Not all weather is your weather. Pastor, no matter the weather, I will make it to the appointment. That, that's why you got disappointed when you got there. Because God was wise enough to, to make sure that the rain fell. So that you can stay back at home. That was the reason why you were looking for your khaki for a long period of time. God was probably saving you from an accident. Don't take anything for granted. Anybody who is here that has kids like a baby or anything. Please never joke with the words that come out of their mouth. I was slapped for something I said at age five. It's a reality now. I said it at age five. There was no place they didn't go to. I said, this one, the destiny she has with God, she will not have a child of her own, but she'll have another child from, and that's that child that will make her a proud mother. They slapped my mouth front and back. They slapped it. How dare you say just a thing? In fact, those were the days when if you say anyhow nonsense inside my grandma, she'll say you are possessed. She are possessed. Lately, I reminded her. She said, ah, 
The next thing you hear is, Boshe Wolong, no Shola. No, the Lord already said it through my mouth. There are some instructions you receive. It saves you from a journey that will consume a lot of fuel. There are some instructions you receive. It saves you from a journey that will consume a lot of fuel. Do not drift along, taking everything for granted. Give yourselves to what? Regular checkups. The only time you bring out your Bible is when you have nightmare. Continue playing. You need first-hand evidence, not mere essay. First-hand evidence. Let me tell you something. The reason why a lot of people are drifted in this faith, one pastor tells them this, another pastor tells them that, and they are being tossed around, is because they are not solid in the faith. They're not solid. He said that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. One of the things they taught us in Christ's embassy, they said, if truly that Christ is in you, go to the hospital, lay hands on the sick. Lay hands on the sick. How did I know that I had the healing grace? Let me tell you something. The mistake some of you make is that when you think God has given you a, a particular kind of power or an anointing, you want to test it on yourself. It won't work. It will never work. Do you know how many times I've had headache? I've had so much pain. Do you know how many times I've felt pains on my body? i laid my hands several times. Nothing happened. Nothing. The anointing is not for yourself. It's for the people. It's for the people. Oh, Pastor Ashewa Lenumi, that's why your life is going upside down. Because what the, 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 the power of the tongue that he has given to you is to breathe life to others. When there is life inside others, they will extend it back to you. It says, and God so anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he went about doing what? Doing good. But you, you are doing self-profiting. Self-profiting. Say, Pastor, I, I see vision. That's why you've never seen yourself. That's why you've never seen yourself. You can't prophesy about yourself. You have to prophesy about somebody. You can't lead yourself to Christ. Whoever taught you that in whatever church you were coming from did not teach you well. Say, Pastor, I led myself to Christ. You can't. You know what they call me? You know what it means to be led? Somebody is holding you. Somebody is holding you. Say, Pastor, I stood in front of the TV and I led myself. I was in the bathroom and I just felt the urge that I've, been, I've drifted away or I'm, not a, I'm a sinner. So I led myself to Christ. You can't lead yourself to Christ. Even Jesus did not walk himself to the cross. He was led to the cross. So you now want to lead. Uh, come on. He said, test it out. If you fail the test, what did he say? Do something about it. He's not saying if you fail the test, kill yourself. If you fail the test, do what? Do something about it. Don't take everything for granted. Faith is one of the most crucial aspects of our relationship with God. Faith is one of the most crucial aspects of our relationship with God. When you heard the gospel, a package of faith was delivered to you. A package of faith was delivered to you. How do I know this? Romans 10 verse 16 to 17. Let's see Romans 10, 16 to 17. Romans 10. Very popular scripture that you should know. Romans 10, 16 to 17. He said, but not everybody is ready for this. Ready to see and hear and act. Isaiah asked, what shall we all ask at one time or another? Does anyone care? God. Is anyone listening? Is anyone believing? Any word? Now verse, verse 17. Verse 17. He said, the point is, before you trust, you have to do what? 
You have to listen. But unless God's word is preached to you, there is nothing to listen. Give it to me in NIV. Give it to me in NIV. Give it to me in NIV. The 17, verse 17. It said, consequently, faith comes from what? Hearing the message. I told my wife just yesterday, I said, if faith comes by hearing the message, faith goes by not hearing the message. So if the only time you hear God's word is when you come to church, that's the reason why you are not solid in the faith. That's the reason why you are not solid. Faith comes. Faith comes. So faith comes by hearing and the message is heard through what? The word of Christ. So what do I need to build up myself? Keep listening to the word. Continuous listening to the word. That's what brings about faith. But we have a Christian society today that everyone is quick to judge the word. So when you heard the gospel, faith was delivered. Now the more you are listening to the message, the more you are getting yourself solid in the faith. The creative power of God gets established in the heart of everyone the moment you believe the message of Christ. So faith gets imparted inside of you for two reasons. For creativity and longevity. So that you are creative in Christ Jesus and so that you, are, you can endure in the pursuit of building your faith. Because life, life, literally speaking, the moment you accept Christ into your life, you should just go to heaven. To save you from anything like trials and all of that stuff. But the essence for trials, the essence of persecution, the essence for temptation and all of that stuff is so that your faith can be built up. It doesn't want you to come to heaven as just an empty person. It wants you to come into heaven with achievement through faith. That's why you have to be solid in the faith. That's why you have to be solid. So I'm going to position myself to keep hearing the message. I pity those who just think that this salvation is just all about prayer. Let, let, let me tell you something. If you don't even understand your identity in Christ Jesus, you will be sending the wrong communication. Honest truth. Honest truth. I was watching the inauguration service of our current president, my grandfather. And uh, they spoke in English. They spoke in uh, 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 Yoruba at some point. I think they, there was a time they even spoke in Awusa or something. And there was somebody else speaking in French. Then I was seeing chats. The person was like, this country is confused. But if I had started again, why are they using French at inaugural service? Because you've not read the constitution. French is the third language of this country. Third language. That's the reason why we joined the Coas. It's the third language of this country. So the only reason why he didn't know is because he went to public school. That's the reason why he didn't know. People like us that went to private, they taught us French. They taught us French. 
So I saw all kinds of chats and argument on YouTube. People arguing. That, 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 that you are not seeing something in your environment does not mean it does not exist. Does not mean it does not exist. So you need to be conscious. You need to be aware. In the law court, they'll tell you that ignorance is not an excuse. Once the law exists, it exists. One of the books that many of you Nigerians need to have, and I'm saying Nigerians, literally everybody, including myself, you need to have the constitution. You need to have the constitution. In this Christian faith, what's your constitution? The scriptures. The scriptures. The scriptures. And you must be conversant. You must be conversant. By default, most Christians, they know some because they like warfare. They know some. And you know one thing I've realized in this part of our culture and tradition? Many of our worship, our Yoruba worship songs is from Sam. The day togun togun is from Sam. It's from Sam. It's from Sam. Somebody came to me one time in the office and said, uh, Pastor, I want to be relevant in music ministry. I really want to like, be very relevant. I want, I want, uh, there's a dimension of God that God is showing to me. Uh, and the next thing I asked, I said, what's your favorite book in the Bible? He said, the book of Psalm. I didn't spend too much time with the person. I said to the person, I said, if you really want to express the dimension of God that is on the inside of your heart, please just leave Psalm for the next five years and focus on something else. Psalm, the book of Psalm makes you feel that your life is warfare. Your life entirely is warfare. It makes you just believe that your fellow Christian is your enemy. It makes you believe that you must fight every day. And I'm not saying that life is not warfare. But do you know when you leave your consciousness just carrying a gun everywhere, you will end up shooting yourself. It's just the honest truth. It's the honest truth. It's like somebody carrying bomb everywhere it's going to. Just put bomb in your pocket. Anywhere you're going to, you just keep bombing people. Sooner or later, you will bomb yourself. You will bomb yourself. So you're going to a party, you carry bomb. Going for an interview, carry bomb. What you don't know is that there are some weapons that can disqualify you. There are certain weapons that can do what? That can disqualify you. Faith comes by what? By hearing. By hearing. In other words, every Christian has faith. And it becomes a lifestyle on the account of living out the word of truth. So once the word of truth has been exposed to you, once you have been exposed to God's word, move from that dimension and bring yourself to the point of living out what you have seen. So if it says that you cannot, the, the, the proof that you love is that the father is in you, then I don't see a good reason why you have hatred on the inside of you. I don't see a reason. Thou shalt not forsake the gathering of fellow believers. But you have a thousand and one excuse on why you cannot come to church. A friend of mine, God used me to change her life in Houston. She was always very, and now nobody sent me this. Nobody sent me this. So don't think that somebody reported anybody to me. Uh, the only time she comes to church is Easter, Christmas. Or some Sundays when she's less busy. 
So one time we were talking. He said, ah, my future is my target, my this, my target. Like she, she was studying a medical course and all of that. He said, the program is my target. Once I'm done with the program, I'll find myself a good place in church. And this was somebody that very strong spirit and anointing of God upon her life. So I said to her, I said, what if one day you are going on the road, driving your car, going to the school, and you get into an accident and you die? Where do you think you will go to? You see, the reason why I love CSA pastors, they use death to scare us. And it's not their fault. It's because something must catch a man. Something must catch a man. If I want to make all of you go on your knees today and be crying and be panting after heaven, I just need to go and bring that Baba from Ede. I just need to go to Ede. The man that has never seen stage light. He would just, he would, he would, he would, this one I'm walking about, he won't walk too much. He would just stand barefooted. And he will pour scriptures from his heart to you. All of you will come out. Thinking that tomorrow is when rapture will happen. I've been in that shoes too. That's why when somebody asks me, say, Pastor, what's, your, what's the best gathering you like? I don't like weddings. Some of you don't know. I don't like birthdays. I don't. Birthday is too deceptive. Very deceptive. Everybody is forming that they like the celebrant. It's not true. We all came for the food. <laughs> we all came for the food. Oh, but Pastor, what about weddings? Weddings is highly deceptive. Only bugmulola the wedding. If you don't understand my Yoruba, ask the person by your side. It's in wedding that you are conscious on who taught you and who did not taught you. When you see a bridegroom and a bride watching the video of their wedding from head to bottom, something is already going wrong in their marriage. So they are trying to find out. So the wife is like, forward. And I said, no, 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 no. I was wearing my cap here. But it's missing. Just like after my wedding, I was looking for my cap. Till today, I'm still looking for the cap. And my auntie called me. She said, hmm, said Tomar, they've taken the cap. Oh. I said, who took it? He said, he said, don't forget. He said, if they bring it, don't wear it. Oh. It's against your destiny. I said, let me even know the person that took. <laughs> so, Pastor, what's your best festivity? Funeral service. You don't need to take notes. Your life will take note. You don't need to. Your life will take note. Your life will take note. The annoying part is when you are not sitting down and people are coming out to give testimony and you know what they are saying about that mama is not true. Then the priest looks at you and say, Mama wala tesi bibai bashe sorry mama ti don iboni wala igbese you would every time I went for funeral service at Anglican Church, I come out of that service with tears. With tears. In fact, that was one of the things that changed my character. That was one of the things that changed my character. I told my wife, I said, the, the day you know that life is short is not when you are planning the funeral, it's when they are putting the coffin. Down to the ground. I said, I said, if you have been for me, James Bond. My brother was saying, I don't need to cry. I know daddy was going to die. I know he has gone to heaven to be with the Lord. My uncle tapped me. He said, Oh, dear mom. 
I held her. My auntie already sent me a message because I was always with my phone. He said, Tomoa, hold your mother. I'm suspecting that she will want to jump inside. So I've held on to my mother very well. The next thing I know was, because it was two different sides. I was on this side, people were on this side. I just saw my uncle doing like this to me. Say, by the time I looked at my side, my brother has broken down. And you know me, you know your kind of pastor. I said, ah, James Bond. <laughs> the next thing I'm hearing is, so I will not see that day again. You didn't know. <laughs> because it was a limousine that took us to the store. My brother was busy looking around the limousine. Oh, wow, it's nice, nice. Wow, he took a picture. I was in I said, take pictures. It's limousine. It might not happen again. <laughs> we got back home after we had lunch. I said, damn, you cried, though. He said, eh, don't you know it's painful when someone there? This man has been gone for like a week plus. So. There's just something that tells you to reorganize your life again at that moment. Because the first consciousness that comes to you is that as they are dipping that brother down, you are next. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. My grandmother says something. Some of you might need to go and try it. But I didn't give you the permission to it. But I'll just tell you. He said, if you are, if you are scared of death, rehearse your death. If you are scared of it, rehearse it. Pastor, how do I rehearse my death? Down the road to my house, they sell coffin. Rent it for an hour. Wear your best clothes. Put yourself inside and close it. I can bet you with something. You will come out of that place not because of the heat, but I will not be shocked if my protocols call me and they said they saw you at the market square preaching the gospel. That's what will happen to you. That's what will happen to you. Allowing faith to become a lifestyle on the account of living out the word of truth. Embracing God's word makes you a partaker of the truth. So if you are not yet a partaker of the truth, it's because you've not embraced the word. That's why the psalmist says, says your word have I eaten in my heart, that I may not do what? That I may not sin against you. Not that the psalmist was not going to sin, but he's conscious that I am now living on the truth. No longer in denial. So if I see you living out your Christian life anyhow, it's because you don't yet understand the truth. And I always run away from those that says I would serve God better when I'm married. It never happens. Or I'll serve God when I make it. Then that's why you never make it. It's just the honest truth. It's just the honest truth. Living out the word of God. That's acting it out. What you've heard. What you've embraced. Now you're acting it. It grants you access into the reality of the word. There is a picture that the word of God wants to accomplish. Every word of God was sent to accomplish a thing. 
He says, my word will not come back to me void. It will accomplish that which it was designed for. So the moment you start acting it out, you are gradually moving yourself into the reality of what the word talks about. That brings the psalmist to tell himself, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because he has understood God's word to a point that he has brought himself from being a dog to being a sheep. And there are Christians who are dogs. Today you're here, tomorrow you're there. And there are Christians who are sheep. You must bring yourself to the reality of what the word talks about. The scripture is not just a textbook. It's a testament of what God wants your life to be like. And you must be conscious of it. And you must make every conscious effort to ensure that you are in line with what the word says. Are you with me this morning? The expression of your faith, how you express your faith, it tells me the depths of God's word that you understand. I've told you before in this house, I am never moved. I am never moved. It does not make me come and meet you and say, I want you to be my covenant brother. Or I want you to be my covenant sister. Or sister, can we partner together and, and be praying together? Never. That you shed tears in the place of worship. That you are rolling on the floor. That you gave a prophecy in the church. That you, that you are screaming. That you went to heaven and came down. That you can boast and tell me you did 30 hours of praying in tongues. It does not make me come in connection with you. Because there is just one thing that proves that you understand the word. Your character. That's why Paul said, he said, if I speak in all the tongues of men and there is no law. He said, it's vain. It's vain. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Then your wife calls you or your son calls you. Oh, my phone is not here. Say hello. We're in Shiabi. He didn't have been calling your phone since. Character. I'm not saying they will not get you offended. I'm not saying that nobody will get you pissed off. But listen, faith has a character. Even after Jesus flogged the people at the temple, he gathered them back to do what? To teach them. That's why sometimes when I'm talking to my wife and she's not trying to believe what I'm saying, we, it can go north and south for a few minutes. But listen, when I know that everything has calmed down, I will try to explain to her, I say, this is where I'm coming from. If I've not won anything in my wife, if I've not won anything, if I've not won any argument, if I've not won any debate, if I've not won any fight, I won this one. And I'm always proud to testify that... <laughs> I've said it before in this house. I'm proud to testify that man does not appreciate what? Effort. Man appreciates what? Result. I was sitting down here one day. No, I was not here. I was watching online and I heard my wife saying it. You know, you know when something, if it's something you learned from your husband, you will say, pastor used to tell us. My wife did not say it like that. Though. She was here. He said, they don't appreciate effort. It is result. I said, Good. I said she caught it. Listen, well, that's why they call some things Rema. Everybody does not catch it at the same time. So people can take them a long time. 
a very long time. So now if you see most of our posts, most of the things, you say, ah, you say, ah, even God does not appreciate effort. It's a result. I say, ah, God, if, if there is no crown waiting for me in heaven, that one is waiting. That one is waiting. Praise Jesus. How you express your faith. How you express your faith. It tells me the depth of God's word that you understand. How you also project your faith. How you want people to see you. It tells me how engaged you are with the word. It tells me how engaged you are with the word. I remember one of my covenant brothers was invited for one of these programs where they, I'm not going to tell you who the pastor is so you don't, you don't go online and start tweeting and say, ah, Peter, I'm stoked about you. No, I, I love all my covenant brothers, all my covenant sisters. Anybody doing anything amazing for the gospel, either fake or original. The fact that you call Jesus, I love you. It's the truth. It's the truth. That's one of the things they don't tell you in church. That somebody is calling Jesus and it's fake. It means that Jesus is the superpower. So they told this, my brother, that, sir, we are doing, I think it was maybe 20 hours or 24 hours of praying in tongues. So they sent him the invitation. He shared the conversation with me. He said, he said then he calls me apostle. He's like, Apostle Tomoa, I rejected the invitation. I said, why? But that's your, that's your field now. Maybe you like going for all these 36 hours speaking in tongues. He said, uh, I'm tired of it. I said, why are you tired? What happened? Is it that you're not getting <coughs> the right testimony and all of that? He said, no. He said, I realized that all these teenagers, kids, young adults that we gather, that after speaking in tongues for hours, all of them will come and share testimony. Pastor, I came in here with my grain, but as we were speaking in tongues, he left. Praise Jesus. Pastor, I came in here, I used to fly at night, but I flew now, I, can, I, I, I cannot fly again. I'm back. Everything is normal. You know, you are excited with the testimony. He said, when we are done, you need to see how they will all gather. By the time you hear the kinds of things coming out from their mouth, you're like, are you sure this was the same person that spoke in tongues? They, not, not, I'm not talking about immorality. The kind of foolishness. You can be filled with the Spirit and still be foolish. You can speak in tongues and still be foolish. He said, he said, I'm tired of it. He said, I'm not saying we should, we should scrap out the programs, but can we have empowerment programs? Let's talk some sense to these people. So now, one of my covenant brothers now is having another program recently, and, you know, when he was talking to me about it, he said, he said, it's going to be more of empowerment. He said, after spiritual awakening, let's empower the people. That's why a lot of people are insulting Christians. I watched the video of Reverend Samadhi. He said, he said he, he has stopped praying that God should make people a millionaire or billionaire. He said, look for a problem and solve it. Look for a problem and solve it. I've told them before in this house. Mammon is the God of money. And you are praying to God, Father God, give me money. Then now God now says, okay, let me even answer your prayer. Then he brings you problem. You are now saying, Father, I remove every problem and obstacle my way. For you to be a problem solver, there must be problems. There must be problems. So Reverend Sam said in that video, he said, you are saying God has not blessed you. Dangote is busy selling salt and rice and he has become a billionaire. You, you to sell salt. 
My wife still told me maybe yesterday or today. He said some Nigerians are complaining in the UK that somebody say, "Emi I'm doing, uh, I'm doing a waiter and working in the kitchen in UK." Who asked you to go? Who asked you to go? I did security officer for five years. Five years security officer inside snow. With degree, with with with, 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 with knowledge, with common sense, security officer. Say, Pastor, I'm suffering. I'm suffering. There was a point I wanted to apply for mortuary. When I saw the price, the salary for mortuary, five thousand dollars per month, I said, "Eh." My dad looked at me and said, "As you just go and apply for that, don't." Yesterday, we were watching a video of a Nigerian actor. I'm sure some of you will know him. He's a very popular actor here in Nigeria, but now he's in, he's in I think, Maryland or Washington, D.C. He's selling animals, goat, dog, cow. And he's proud of what he's doing. He's showing it on social media. You're not shouting, I'm on money, no, no, no. How many of you know that Mike Adenuga was a taxi driver in the U.S. for 10 years? Taxi driver. They gave you salt, you can't sell, and you want to be a millionaire. You will die poor. You die poor. Say, Pastor, my mates are having boutique. I cannot do cake. Start there first. Start there. Start there. Did you hear about the, one of the richest guys in Redeem that started selling granite with honey? Granite with honey. Granite with honey. I was talking to one of my banker friends. I said, please, is there a way I can be supplying food? Because I know my wife cooks. Can I be supplying food to your bank? Don't you guys eat lunch? He said, ah. He said, I'm to, don't worry. We have somebody else that is doing it. I said, just tell me the food you people are lacking so I can be supplying it. Let me, let me, let me shock some of you. I've been to a pastor's church before. And I saw all manners of anointing oil. I said, sir, what's going on here? I said, we sell it though. I said, you sell anointing oil? He said, yes, so. When people are complaining that their problem is too much, at least you give them something to go and do. <laughs> so don't be shocked. One day you come to this church, you meet anointing her. And based on your problem, based on the price. So you come and say, Pastor, things are not working well for me. I'll say, hmm, pick that one of two five. Then you come and say, Pastor, I'm trusting God for the phone. I say, you come, come. Pick that one. It's 50,000. What kind of child do you want? He said, hey, Pastor, I, don't, I just want God to bless me. I just want twins. You want twins? I don't pick that 50. Pick that one of 200,000. I told my wife, and I'm saying this before you. Listen, once you've placed an object before God, it's no longer faith. Once you've placed an object, say, God, as I drink this anointing oil, let my sickness go. It's no longer faith. It's no longer faith. Now, it does not mean that when you drink the anointing oil, you will not get healed. But this is one thing to understand. That the moment you gave your life to Christ, faith was already established inside you. So your healing did not come by drinking the anointing oil. Your healing came by those prayers you have prayed. But it was foolishness that made you think that it was the anointing oil. And with the way Christianity is going, I will start selling those things now. Anointing oil, handkerchief, ring, water. In fact, now I'll be, I'll be walking by the season. One of these days, you'll come to church, you'll see the flyer. Agbado service. I'll bring corn. I'll bring corn. 
Because in this Christian faith, everybody shall want to hold on to something. That's not faith. Faith is not something that you can physically hold on to. It's something that you believed. That you believe. Just wasting anointing that will have used to fry plantain, do better things. Just wasting it. I saw it in that. I just saw anointing and just pack. And now some of them have gone online. They're on TikTok. There's no time I open TikTok and just see all kinds of things. So, G, what's your problem? You need visa. Anointing in Shegun. 250,000. And people just get it. Listen, if you get visa, you get the visa. If you follow the process, you get it. You get it. Somebody was calling me. I've had people call me several times. I'm supposed to tell us, how did you do your traveling process? I, did. I never did it. I never did it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to apply for visa lottery. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know the form to fill. I don't know anything. All I just knew was that I woke up that Monday morning. They took us to Lagos. I stood before this lady. The lady said, oh, you guys are looking so great. Why, you are going to meet your dad? I said, yes. And the next thing was, come next to you. Come and collect your passport. Bam, and I left. So if you're asking me here, you're asking a stupid question. I don't know. And I'm not saying you should not go and apply either. But follow the process. I went to a prayer mountain one time like that. I saw passport on the mountain. And this guy kept walking around it. <laughs> Some of you might need to go to the mountain. Because another thing you find on the mountain is different people's picture. Hopefully your picture is not there. <laughs> Somebody just praying on your picture. Father Lord, Father Lord, let Bingwe be my wife. Let Bingwe be my wife. I, I, I showed my wife a video just same yesterday. Yesterday was like we were sharing ourselves. I showed her a video yesterday. This, this popular comedian that has started doing things for the gospel. The guy said, other people are believing in a lot of things. And you that claim to be a Christian, you don't want to pray. You don't want to read the word of God for yourself. And the next thing he said in Yoruba, he said, Kilo Gujuli. Is it, is it, what? What? I don't care who is watching. I was in one of my, I was in a particular place. I don't tell you where the place is. I saw stones, stones. That's what the person is worshipping. And yet, the, me and the person will be eating on the table. They will say, Tomo Ali, the prayer, pray. You need to see the way I'm praying on the food. When I know that the person believes both in Jesus and in stone, I don't believe in stone. I don't. Father, bless this food. Bless the hand that provided it. Father, in the name of Jesus, if this food will not go out our system, we will deject. I, I, before I'm done praying, I start there eating. I'm telling you, sometimes I will intentionally not even eat the food. Why? Because I saw stone. And I saw marks on the stone. It's not the stone that you just pick randomly. Right in front of me, the person said to me, say, 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 uh, once I pour this account on the floor, the spirit comes to take it. The person said, don't come out of the house. So all of us went back to the house. I stayed in the house. Hours later, I went out to spread my clothes. I didn't see a car on the floor. Is it not the stupid me that will not pray at night? If it's this faith you are here, you had better hear it well. And utilize it very well. 
There are people calling on other small gods. And you know the funny thing about church? You think those gods don't answer. They answer. Oh, you didn't like what I said? They do answer. But they are not as powerful as your God. So if truly you believe on this God, hold on to him. Hold on to him. And whatever word he has said. And stop treating everything with just mere casuality. John 8 verse 31. John chapter 8 verse 31. John 8 31 to 32. John 8 31 to 32. Just to purchase what I'm saying. John 8 31. He said to the Jews who has believed, Jesus said, if you hold on to my teaching, if you hold on to my teaching, you are what? You are really my disciple. Now verse 32. See what verse 32 is? Because some of you just go to 32 and not read 31. Then you will what? So what makes you know the truth? You must first be what? A disciple. All of you just say, in the name of Jesus, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. But you are not a disciple. That's why the word is not working. And you will know the truth, and the truth will do what? Set you free. The emphasis is on you, 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 that knows the truth. Set you free. The beauty of freedom will make you hate slavery. And the beauty of freedom, will, of freedom will make you hate chains. I've told you before in this house, I, one of the things, that, one of, I, every, every other sickness, I don't care. That's the truth. If you have cancer, I'll just pray for you. If you have headache, I'll pray for you. If you're just going for the full of I'll just pray for you. If you're going through any form of any ailment, I'll just pray for you. But once I hear asthma, I hate If I, I don't, because... I can't tell the damage of cancer. It's never happened to me, and it will never happen to me. But what asthma has done to me, I ate it. I ate it. I ate it. I don't want to hear. If you're in this place, you have asthma. See me after service. I ate it with passion. With passion. Your nose will not start sounding like cats, like, a, like rats. You will not be able to breathe properly. Then you are, you are doing one inhaler. Then, the inhaler is even annoying. After you've inhaled it, they say, close your mouth. <laughs> I ate it. You can't, can't do sports. You can't play with sand. The annoying one, you can't eat beans. You can't eat fra- plantain. You can't take corn by the roadside. Corn by the roadside. You can't take ice cream. My mom will be boiling ice cream for me. It'll turn to milk. <laughs> I ate it. I ate it. It's what you ate that you fight the most. Jesus, God Almighty hates to see the people he has created destroyed. That was why he sent Jesus. And you will know the truth. And the truth will do what? Set you free. So understanding the benefits of freedom, it makes you an advocate for freedom. It is someone that has been to prison before that advocates for other people's freedom. Because if you don't know what the life in the prison is like, you can't even speak well about freedom. Let's read John chapter 8. John 8. John 8. John 8. Are you getting something this morning? John 8, verse 33. John 8. 
John 8. Let's start from verse 3. Yeah, let's continue. He said, now, this was Jesus talking to the people because you can tell they were not his disciples, but they, they, they wanted to form like they were disciples, just like some of us are here in church, pretending like they can hear, pretending like they are Christians, but listening, they're not there. He said, then they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants. That's like the fool that said, what am I doing with I London? I'm on, on, on money, alone. But they donated money for you to travel out. He says, we are Abraham's descendants. And I've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Verse 34. Just follow. 34. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a what? He's a slave of sin. Now verse 35. Now a slave has no what? He has no permanently. That's why today it is good. Tomorrow it is bad. Today it is good. Tomorrow it is bad. That's why they afflict you today. They don't afflict you tomorrow. They have, because you don't have a permanent place. Pastor Chris will always tell us at Christ Embassy, I can never go down. And when he's saying that thing, I'm like, this man is speaking from a place of pride. He said, no, I'm speaking with confidence. I say, oh, and you know the way Pastor Chris was, oh, I can never go down. I can never. I'm like, what is this man saying? What, is it because of all the money all of us used to contribute? He said, no. He said, because I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Person with the heavenly places, no, they come down. So I, I understood from that place that this is the, the revelation where this man is speaking from. When Bishop David Rebo will say, I can never be broke in my life. It can never be. It can never be. Because brokenness to his perspective, that there is no money in your account does not mean you are broke. It's the truth. It's the truth. That there is no money in your account does not mean you are broke. And that you have money with you does not mean you are rich either. Does not mean you are rich. You are, some of you need to understand this thing is perspective. It's perspective. If I bring one Malam guy from Sabo, Kaiji Kuji Ibrahim, bring him here. And say, Ibrahim, I have 10 students from Lee City. Change their life. The way Ibrahim will come here will be looking smelling and dirty. But what Ibrahim carries, what he carries, someone that uses his own money to buy 500 iPhone 13 Pro Max. And you are saying it cannot change your life. How many do you have? Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son belongs to what? Belongs to it forever. Verse 36. 36. We're going to 47. We're out of fire. It says, if the son sets you free, you are what? You are free indeed. So there is, not, there is no context about your freedom. You are what? Free indeed. That is if who sets you free? His son, not your grandma. Not your foolishness, not your ideology. Say, I pray to God in my room, he answers me. No. Verse 37. Verse 37. I know you are Abraham's descendant. I know you came from a rich family. I know your father is a pastor. I know your mom is a prophetess. I know they gave back to you on a prayer mountain. I know you are a covenant child. All those stupid statements we used to deceive ourselves. I know the hand of God is upon you. Yet, you are ready to kill me because you have no what? No room for my word. The hand of God is upon you. Then hearing God's word is a challenge for you. So tell me, how did you know that the hand was upon you in the first place? There are different kinds of hands, though. Did you hear what I said? There are different what? There are different kinds of hands. Verse 38. I'm telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence. And you do what you have heard from what? From your Father. Verse 39. Verse 39. Abraham is our father, they answered. 
They are still foolish. They were still foolish. If we are Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you will do the things Abraham did. If truly Abraham is your father, then do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God, Abraham did not do such things. Verse 47. You are doing the things your own father does. They were not illegitimate children. They protested. The only father we have is God himself. Who was the one talking to them? God. But they didn't know. I want to bring this to a close, but I, I, need, I need to exchange some things with you this morning. I've said everything, but I need to point you to the past so that you will know whether your own faith is dead or your faith is alive. How many of you want to know if your faith is alive? How many of you want to know? Let me see your hands up. Thank you, Jesus. Number one, how do you know if your faith is alive? Your faith becomes highly creative and it hates destruction. When you discover that your faith is highly creative and it is destruction, then your faith is alive. How do I know this? Hebrews 10 verse 38. Let's see. Hebrews 10 38. Hebrews 10 38 to 39. Let's see that real quick. Let's see that real quick. Hebrews 10 38. He said, but my, but, but my righteous one will live by faith. And if he strings back, I will not be pleased with him. So one of the ways to know that your faith is alive is that you hate anything that destroys. So if you find a brother or a sister close to you that is walking on the path of destruction, your faith tells you, draw that brother back. Draw that sister back. That's how you know your faith is alive. But if you are less concerned, because I don't know how people just came up with that ideology. Yes, I know it's in the scripture, but they did not read the prefix before that scripture that salvation is personal. That's not what he was talking about. So you're comfortable being in church, you're comfortable being in your house, and every other person in your house is not saved, and it's just you. He says, once he shrinks, I'm not pleased. Oh, Sister Joy, we used to pray for six hours every day. And after six hours, we evangelized and everybody goes to work and we're doing fine. But I noticed that Sister Joy now is slacking. What's your responsibility to show that your faith is alive? You draw back. So one reason that you know your faith is alive is that your faith becomes highly creative. And hates destruction. Number two. Your faith becomes highly sacrificial in its expression. What did I say? Highly what? Highly sacrificial. Let's read Hebrews 11. 11 verse 4. 11 verse 4. Hebrews 11 verse 4. Hebrews 11 verse 4. And faith, Abel, by faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offspring. That is sacrifice. And by faith, he still speaks. The only blood that speaks louder than the blood that the only uh, the only uh, blood that speaks louder than the blood of Abel is the blood of Jesus. So that's to tell you that the blood of Abel still speaks. Now, if the blood of Abel still speaks, then those essential blood in your family is still speaking. Now you want to live your life carelessly. You don't want to sacrifice certain things for God. They are telling you your body is a living temple. You are saying a lie. It's not a living temple. The body is asking for things. I have to give it to it. Oh, they jones, they go. Continue. Is it God that made us sexual beings? Does not know what he's talking about. Making you. And I, I think it's because of the way the people preached it. It's because of the way they preached it. They made it feel like it's just talking about immoralities or sexuality. No. It's talking about ensuring that your body is useful. 
Because if he was talking about just sexuality and morality alone, then the Lord would not have made use of Arab the prostitute. He's talking about the usefulness of your body. So this hand can hold phone for hours. But these hands cannot be lifted high to say thank you, Jesus. This leg can work out for me, Jokudo, to Monia to go and charge phone in the girl's house. But to trek to church. Tap the person and say, say, common sense. You can subscribe data to what this love, maybe it's this love, Abby. You can watch everything of this love. You are current. There's another name they call this love. Remind me. Hey, no, no, it's not. But there's a name they call her. Like, one funny name like that. There's a, there's a name they call it. Maybe they watch her now. Oba. You can, your life is Oba. Oba nation. But to share the gospel on your platform is a challenge. One of the guys I'm excited about, though he's not a Christian, I think they said he converted recently, I'm not sure, I have to go and check, is the owner of Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, Mark. He's a Buddhist. Go on his page, you will see Buddhism there. Go to their headquarters in California, you will see the structure. You can just for money tonight, but to call that your church member that is not feeling fine, is a challenge. And yet you say, you, you say your faith is alive. Number three. Faith is highly conscious about pleasing God, not man. Faith is what? Highly conscious about pleasing God. How do I know this? Let's read verse 6. The same Hebrews. Verse 6. Let's read verse 6. Some of you might need to go back home and read Romans and Hebrews to change your life. It says, without faith, it is what? Read it out loud. Don't be scared. Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. Because anyone, because some people just stop there. That's what I've noticed in church. We just read the line that wants to make sense to us and leave the other part. Now, follow. It says, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he was... He exists and he does what? He rewards those who does what? Earnestly. You must put energy to it. Earnestly. Not because you had a little challenge and you came to church. Earnestly. Put in energy. The same way you are looking for a job, that's the way to look for God. It's coming to your house to come and visit you. You went to the market. You labored in the market. You got back home. You prepared the meal. You woke up very early. You cleaned the entire house. If only you can prepare for your master like that. If only. When I was in Houston, one of the conversations we used to have in our youth group, let me tell you some of, some of the things that <laughs> some young adults in the U.S. do to a lot of you Nigerians. Sometimes they, they mock the way you guys express faith as though that not that they're expressing faith in a better way anyway. Because they will say, they will hear stuff like, you need to see the way Nigerians dress to parties. None of them dress to church like that. Everybody going to party, they are flashy. My wife was the one telling me that for somebody else's wedding, you, you yourself will have your own makeup artist. For somebody else's wedding. Somebody else's wedding. 
somebody else's wedding. Let me tell you one of the funny things they do in the U.S. Go and ask any of your relatives that are there. They'll tell you. Because people want to intentionally look good to church on Sunday. Yeah? You know what they do? They go to the store. They buy clothes on credit. They wear it to church. They look nice. And the essence is so that they can inspire others that God is good. right? So after service, you know what they'll do? They will drive back to the store and do what? And return the clothes. But you, you are coming to church, dress anyhow. But that wedding, that party, you called makeup parties. You woke up very early. The anointing is that wedding starts by 10. Your makeup parties is coming by 6:37. I know these things. I know these things. 6:37, makeup parties, did you do a What in she makeup? Then because you don't have a car, you have an Uber guy that will take you. Now, before the wedding, the day to the wedding, you had gone to Gate or Sabo, you've changed money to Mint. But you are coming to church here. You are giving us the last change your bike man gave you. God punish you. be coming to come and meet me and say, disturb me with problems. Your mates are coming with to disturb me with testimony. Say, Pastor, please pray for me. Things are hard. Oh, you, you, where are you? I see your status. I see your status. He rewards. What, what did you say? He rewards. He rewards. Stop playing games with this God. Stop it. Stop it. And don't be like our parents that will say, eh, enjoy life. When you get to your old age, you serve God. What's the guarantee that you live old? What's the guarantee? June 13, I was telling my wife, do you know how many things me and my father has discussed? That he, my father said when he was 60, he wants Anion Jesus to come and play for him. That he will fly down to Nigeria to have his 68th birthday. That man, didn't, that man died at 59. Is it 58 or 59? He didn't live up to 60. Or is it people that are just dying anyhow? So you have confidence that you will live to 80. You have that confidence. I don't know where some people get their confidence from. Say, God knows. With long life, will it satisfy me? Long life is perspective. Jesus to live long. 33, he died. He lived long. 33, he died. So you have a confidence. Say, you go reach 90 for your mind, with your life. With your life, you reach 90. Now, even that night is perspective. What if it's the night that you cannot come out? What if it's the night that your grandchildren is using your leg to play snookers? If not because I'm a child of God, the kind of drama I want to be doing for my grandma, I want to be doing like payback. Like payback. What she has done for me? Like payback. It's just God that is also working. It's God. One of the most difficult people to live with is elderly people. Very difficult. A baby is better. Do too much for a baby. Ah, sleep. Or B.I., he will sleep. He will sleep. But elderly one, you try it, you are playing with cause. Because in the next few years, oh, they fed dark. So you are very careful. 
You are very careful. I'm just telling you the honest truth. That's what I grew up with. When parents would say, go and walk, go and do everything you can do. At old age, you serve God. That is even when you, that's when God has told you that this is the day you die. And there are two ways to die. It's either he calls you home or you call yourself. There are just two ways to die. He can call you, he can call yourself. If your faith is not highly, I'm not saying sacrificial, highly, highly. I've told you before in this house, there is nothing that God requests from me that I cannot give. There is nothing. There's a great man of God that lived on this city. He's dead now. I think he died at 70-something years. His name is Pastor Obed. Pastor Obed was a great man of God. He has the biggest Pentecostal church at Bodija. There is no great man of God that has surfaced this Nigeria that has not passed through the discipleship of Pastor Obed. And one day he was praying. He said, God, I've been praying for people. When are you going to give me a child? And God said to him, I don't have a covenant of you having a child with you. That man went to his wife and told his wife, he said, God said we should serve him for the rest of our lives that there is no child. I can't even have that kind of statement to my wife. I'm telling you. I'm not saying that if it happens, you will not accept. But I'm, I'm telling you, humanly speaking, there are some things you cannot accept. He told the wife, the wife accepted. He said, fine, that's fine, no child. So they, they didn't even adopt, just in case you thought they adopted. They were just raising other people's children. Their house was as big as a mansion. People were just coming in and going out. Then one time, this man was 70. God told him, hand over your ministry to somebody else and do not collect a dime. If he tells me that one in THN today, I will first of all do 21 days prayer and fasting to say, God, I am sorry. Whatever I have done wrong, have mercy on me. Let me shock you with this statement. Pastor Adeboye came for the birthday ceremony to do the handover. Official handover, not Shere Shere. Official handover. Sir, you have no say in this ministry anymore. This is the new person in charge. Pastor Adeboye said it with his own mouth. He said, if God told him that same thing to do, he would take it as though that he has offended God. Honest truth. Because my aunties were at the programs, I, I watched it online. I saw, Pastor Adeboye said, God, he said, he said, if God says that to him, he will go on his knees and say, God, I'm sorry. But this man left everything. If you think I'm joking, go to Bodhija and go and see the church now. The wife goes there now and sits down like a member. Highly sacrificial. Just like I asked somebody, I said, the first day you got your iPhone, how did you feel? He said, it felt like the cross. Also, didn't it so tight. Three months after, what's happening? Sometimes you even, the phone will drop inside the toilet. The same you will pick it. your faith is not highly sacrificial, you have not started. You have not started. Somebody was saying, how is Pastor Paul Enache doing all the things he's doing? Do you know what it is for somebody to wait on the Lord for a year? For a year, to the point that he was vomiting blood. They had to advise him and say, oh, God, stop. Or is it Pastor Adebo that had to tear his certificate? What has God told you to tear? that you are still thinking that uh, uh, I'm a Christian. You know that is very stupid. You are priding I'm a Christian. And you've not lost anything. You know what the Bible says? is the proof that you are a Christian. That you are ready to lose your life so that you can have it back. You are ready to lose your life. Ordinary relationship, we are begging you to break up. You are still telling us to, to see the future. That the guy can change.
God knows I don't have that conversation with people anymore. If God tells you, break up, break up, say, Pastor, but what if, what if I bring him to, to you so that I can talk to him? When you, your, your spirit is telling you, say, there is no road here. Oh, Pastor, what if he changes? What if he gives his life to Christ? What if you talk to him and he follows you and he gives his life to Christ? Listen, followership is perspective. In case you know that, followership is perspective. That a man of God is doing well in 20 years, he can fail on the 21st year. He can fail and drastically fail. Do you know how many pastors have divorced their wife? That's what my wife was discussing. I said, I said baby, you are alone. I'm falling back. You are divorced. Thank you. Divorce, I will not be scared to come to church to come and talk. Somebody will not want to do it inside church. You can't do it in another church. Say, ah, I don't want that pastor that divorced his wife to church me. I don't want. You know how people think. You know how people think. So if we go fight here, let's fight. If I go punch you, you punch my own back. If you punch my nose, punch my nose. Let's we will say to this man that pay you, you remove my name from your name. Go jump. Number four, faith does not run after pleasures or stylish appreciation. Let's read verse 24 and 26. Faith does not run after pleasure or stylish appreciation. I've told you before in this house, all the brothers that they were calling papa in universities, they are nowhere to be found now. They are nowhere to be found. Mama, 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 prophetess, prayer leader, prayer court, prayer court. They are nowhere to be found. Is it Papa that is sleeping with prayer cord? By faith, let's read. No, I, I, said, I, said, I said verse 20, uh, 24, 26. Yeah, let's go. He said, by faith, Moses, who had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh. So I'm not expressing my faith for any form of sentimental um, pleasure or appreciation from you. I pray for you, you're fine. All of you know my statement in this house. If I've done anything for you and you come and meet me, the next thing I'm saying is thank you, Jesus. Because he could have used anybody else. But you want to show forth the anointing and the power of God of prayer so that people can call you Papa. They can appreciate you. I've never carried it on my head. That's why if you go on my page, you will not see pastor there. You won't see it. You won't see bishop. You won't see doctor. You won't see nothing like that. I don't, you don't carry those things for head. By default, everybody is a pastor. We are all calling to the ministry of reconciliation. So you are a pastor. By default. So until they say you thank you, You've not served. Come on. Come on. So you're in a guardian of fellow pastors. They must recognize you. Until they give you mic, God cannot talk. What was Moses? He disregarded it. Don't call me Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God. Can you see that? Rather than enjoy the pleasures of what? Of sin for a short time. So because you need to pay your school fees desperately, you follow the old guys. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've heard stories. Pastor, I, 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 I know it's not God's way for me, but can I break up when I'm done with school? This guy is not paying my school fees. Pastor, this guy is the one that opened my mom's shop. Pastor, this was the guy that bought my phone. 
Do you know how many people I paid their school fees when I was in secondary school? They are married today <laughs> to somebody else. There was even one I was so stupid with. We bought Zobo in secondary school. We want to do covenant that we will not separate. Thank God I didn't drink that Zobo. Because <laughs> I'm talking to you now. She has four kids. Four. four. Because ladies get married on time before guys. Say, Pastor, I can't, I, can't, I can't quit. If I quit, my life will just go back. What this guy has done in my life, he's been the one doing everything for me. God, that's Moses. He chose to be mistreated with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. The pleasures of sin is always for what? A short time. He loves you, he loves you, he will do everything for you. You get belay first. That's when you see his true color. That's when you see it. That's when you see it. Verse 26. Verse 26. He regarded disgrace for the sake of what? For the sake of Christ, as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. He, he, he loved the disgrace that, oh, we are standing for Christ. The scripture says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto what? Salvation. I'm your pastor. I'm telling you the truth. I know I, 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 there, are, there, are, there are good bad times that I denied that I was in Christ. I denied it. Not that I said I'm not a Christian, but when they say Christians, raise up your hand. And I'm sure God in heaven was not happy with me. Because he was looking ahead to his what? To his reward. Some of you don't know the reward that is ahead of you. That's why you are accepting every little things. Spend four nights in my house and your life will change. I'd rather, rather stay homeless. I'd rather still because I'm a guy. And let me just say some things to some lady. Listen, once you start a relationship, not courtship, not even marriage, relationship, and there are always uh, measures of sexual pleasures. Mark my word. I'm almost about to say, well, light a lie. You will never marry. It's not an amen, it's the fact. It's the fact. That is just relationship. And you're already sleeping with each other. Anyhow, you're already doing housewife. Just relationship. It's just the thin line between your breakup is just one visit. One visit. That's when you go. That's when you go. Say, Pastor, it's seven years old. Seven years old. There's nothing we have not done. He's my first. Nobody else. Pastor, he's my first too. I've not, I've not done anything. He's the only one. It doesn't last. It doesn't last. He says, God cannot be mocked. Whatever you sow is what you want. Last one. Faith does not have shame. It maintains a high policy of God first. What did I say? Faith does not what? Does not have shame. So I leave you with this. What you have seen reflects in what you say. Did you hear what I just said? What you have what? What you have seen reflects in what? In what you say. And what you say highlights what you have believed. 
And what you have believed ignites your relevance. So I leave you with this scripture. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 5. 2 Peter 1 verse 5. I'm sure this scripture is for somebody. For this very reason. For this very reason. Do what? Make every effort to hard to what? To your faith. Goodness. And to goodness what? Knowledge. Verse 6. Verse 6. I wish you can give me the message translation. Please give me message translation. Let's start from message. For message. Please. Okay. He says, so don't lose a minute in the building of what you have been given. Complementing your basic faith. With what? Good character. With what? Spiritual understanding. Not carnal understanding. Not logical understanding. With what? Spiritual understanding. Verse 6. We're going to 11. Alert discipline. Passionate patience. Reverent what? Wonder. Verse 7. Warm friendliness. That clingy clingy is too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. And generous love. Not the one you want to get back. Each dimension fitting into and developing the others. So as I'm doing it to develop myself, whoever is in my space is also getting developed. So the only reason why your children, just in case you are married here, the only reason why your children cannot pray in the house is because they've not seen daddy and mommy praying. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? They've not seen a prayer. The very first time, I, when, I, when, when I married my wife, let me tell some of you this. I used to think I was Jim Jim. You know when there's always Jim Jim, say, you're yeah, spiritual. One day my wife looked at me and said, ah, in she was quiet by I said, said, no, no, be quiet. He said, yes, now. He said, your type is weird. You are speaking in tongues. You are playing PlayStation. How does God talk to you like that? I said, that's how me and God have been communicating. I'm playing game. He's talking to me. I'm eating suya. He's talking to me. So one day I was in the room one day. My wife entered my prayer room. I was hearing the tongues. The windows were shaking. I lie not. The windows of the house were shaking. I walked in. You know when you enter your room and it's like light and clouds has filled the entire room. Nothing was born, you know. But someone has prayed to the point that I entered everywhere was cloudy. Believe you me, I almost felt like transferring pastorship to her. <clears throat> and I should become assistant pastor. I went back to the room with my boxers and singlet. And I laid on the bed. I started singing songs. I said, God, but it fell, you know. I was happy that anytime I'm in trouble, I ask someone that can fight for me. But it was a challenge for me that you that you are calling yourself pastor, see what your wife is doing. Sometimes we are even driving, she's speaking in tongues. I'm like, hello, Dana, calm down. Now. So she reminded me to say, ah, see, before I met you, I don't joke with my salvation. No, this is me. Sometimes I would try to say, ah, you are pastor's wife now. Package, package. She's like, I can't, I, my, my faith, you know, they see shame. That's the way she said it. She said, I'm not a shy. I said, baby, calm down now. Camera is moving. They can, ah, are you a TikTok now? Why you? They will go and snap you and say, see, pastors, what? She's like, anybody that wants to come me, I say, that's what she said. She said, when God is blessing me, they will not be there. 
but they will hear about it. So some of you come to church. God has never given you a title. You are packaging. Oh, <laughs> Tirogo. Hey. When you see battle. So when I'm in Jan's like they are singing their song. I just like continue. There was one morning in the bathroom, my wife, my wife woke up. She was like, what's going on? From the bathroom, I was singing, the day to go, to go. <laughs> now I can say, I just want to be where you are. One friendliness and generous love and each dimension fitting and available. Now verse, verse 8, verse 8, verse 8. With these qualities, and growing in your life, no grass will grow under your feet. No demon will stand you. They asked Bishop David Adepo, he was talking. They said, they said, uh, uh, what, what, what do witches and wizards do on the airspace? He said, we suck blood. He said, but when people like us are coming, he said, we sense your light from afar. From where? From afar. Your own light is still doing kandu. Your light, there's this Yoruba, my mom used to say, your light is doing dakudaji. It's home today, it's off tomorrow. So when it's now when you, you are approaching the witch, your light is not coming on. He said, when we see people like you coming from afar, that your light shines so bright. He said, when it's coming, it's, it's just like the Bible says, said, we are a city set upon the hill. He said, when it's coming, when it's coming, he said, we clear the road. We clear the road. No grass. No obstacle will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward as mature in your experience of our master Jesus. So you can never have a bad day. You can never have a bad day. Verse 9. Verse 9. It looks like I'm falling in love with the message. Come on. He said, without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you. Oblivious that your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. Verse 10. Verse 10. So, friends, confirm God's invitation to you. His choice of you. He chose you. You are his masterpiece. You are his chosen servant. You are his beloved. He chose you. Don't put it off. Do it now. That prayer that he wants you to pray, what do you do? Pray it now. That tongues he wants you to speak, speak it now. Those things he wants you to give away, give it away now. Do this and you have your life on a firm foot. Don't shake it. Verse 11. See what it says. The streets will pave. The way will open wide into the internal kingdom of our master, Savior, Jesus Christ. Stand up on your feet this morning. I put it to you. You are sent me this morning to help you that your faith comes alive. Don't play Christianity anyhow. Enough is enough. How old are you? You're 21, you're 22, you're 25. You've played it for 25 years. Are you not tired? Are you not tired? In case some of you don't know, I played Cantas for 15 years. Cantas and Go Post. When I saw the beauty of PlayStation, I put Cantas away. That's why the Bible says, when I was a child, I taught like a child. He said, but when I became a man, what did he say? He said, I put away childish things 
So it is your friend that ignites you to pray. See how weak you are. It is weather that determines when you come to serve your God. See how weak you are. Now, challenges is the one reminding you that you can read the book of Romans and Revelation. You are weak, you gone. Do you know how many Christians were quoting Psalm 91 during COVID? So COVID could remind you that there was a Psalm 91. I heard a Muslim quoting it. Quoting Psalm 91. Every churches were putting it on their website. I said Psalm 91. My pastor who came to church that day, his topic too was Psalm 91. I said, is it that bad? It was my resident pastor that called my attention. He said, why is everybody shouting Psalm 91? Because of small COVID. Small COVID. Till today, I'm just one of those that has not taken the COVID vaccine. The same pressure they gave people about COVID vaccine, now there's no more pressure. You can freely fly, do anything. Ah, if you don't take the vaccine, you will die. I'm alive. I'm alive. If we have not taken the vaccine, please jump up and shout hallelujah. We're alive. You that took it. Get your feet alive. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluwen podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you.
for the next few seconds, go ahead and blast in the other tongues. Blast in the Holy Ghost. Blast in the Holy Ghost. Hey, let me be sure that your faith is alive this morning. Blast in the Holy Ghost for the next few seconds. Blast in the Holy Ghost. Le cabrande hechta cabrade shata. Matoro boko sheteke leba sita karado shata. Kastu cabrade shata cabrande kileba laba. Matora bakata labarade kashita kabado shata. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. He is alive. Amen. He is alive. Jesus. He's alive. Jesus is alive. Forever is alive. Is that how you express your faith?
one more time. If your Jesus is alive, run around this place and scream. Run around this place and scream. If your Jesus is alive. Come on, celebrate Jesus this morning. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Let nothing kill the joy of your salvation. Take this melody out of this church. Tell everybody who is alive. Jesus. Who is alive? Who is alive? Put it on your status. Tweet about it. Post about it. Take a selfie. And let people know that your faith is alive because Jesus is Alive. So when they ask you how are you going to solve the problem, Jesus is alive. How would you pass that exam? Jesus is alive. How will you get that job? Jesus is alive. How will that money come into your account? How would you get married? How will you get that visa? Celebrate Jesus this morning. Praise God. So before I ask you to give, there is a way you give to your Jesus that is alive. That's just the way you give. But I don't want you to miss out tomorrow. 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. in the morning. For those who are here last Monday, they can testify of God's goodness. A quick testimony. I have to tell my wife, I said, you must testify. Right after my wife left the prayer meeting, somebody reached out to her because she's into fashion line and all that stuff. Somebody reached out to her and paid expressly for materials. When she shared it with me, I was like, and she's never met the person. She doesn't know the person. The person said, take your time. Get the material. Don't miss it. 6.30. Set your alarms. Make it here. And let's pray. There is a Jesus that is alive. There is a what? Jesus. And he said, this season, no more tears. No more tears. Somebody say, no more tears. Somebody say, no more tears. Shout it one more time. Say, my Jesus is alive. Look for somebody's hair that looks like a wonder. Look for somebody's hair that looks like a miracle. Scream in that person's hair. Say, my Jesus is alive. Hey. Let me do like my wife. Hey. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, it's time to give your tithe, your offering. You want to give to the, to the work that's going here. Some people have been asking us about partnership. 
you want to partner. There's, there, there, there are huge projects in this house, and we're trusting our Lord is going to use you and I to make those projects happen. We're, we're thinking of getting our own chairs into this place. We don't want to rent chairs anymore. Whatever the Lord is leading to your heart, I think that, that will cost us like about maybe 500000 or thereabout. Whatever the Lord is leading to your heart, you can partner, you tithe your offering, um, and the Lord will bless you as you do so in the name of Jesus. Jazz, like, do you have... Like, we'll scatter this place. Are you sure? I don't, I don't want people to go out looking dull. I wanted to go out with that consciousness. I, I, don't forget, you better tweet it, post it on your status. Let, let, let them see it. That you're what? That your Jesus is alive. Are you ready to answer All right. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. I love you and I celebrate you. He's alive. Amen. Alive. My Jesus. Alive. Forever is. Let me hit
on, let me everybody in this church say, Oh Lord, one more time, say, The bread of life is you. Oh, 